This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets Podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Hello, everyone. Good morning. I'm definitely excited to be uh, talking with Chris this morning. Chris came out blazing when he started, and I just love my team because they are all very driven. I know uh, Rosa is right on Chris's hill, and Kelly's there, and I can't wait for the rest to just join it. Um, so, Chris, um, welcome on board, my friend. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background, what you were when you were 13 to 15 years old. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, I don't know. I come from a like a fairly poor family, but I was like, you know, brought up in the country. So like hunting, fishing, like I was working on a farm when I was 11, like until like 16 and then, you know, moved out on my own and kind of did my own thing. So, you know, always been willing to learn and try new things. And that young work kind of taught me that you got to put in a lot of effort if you want to get things out of life. Wonderful. Awesome. So uh, how did you decide to get into life insurance, the life insurance industry? Uh, well, I mean, I've been managing for like the last 15 years and that animal has completely changed in the last 15 years. So if I'm going to be putting in, you know, 90 hours a week or 60 hours a week and not really getting anything more from my effort, I felt like insurance kind of was a good bridge to that because you really very much get out of it what you put into it. So if I want to put in a lot of work, I'm going to get a lot of things out of it. If I put in a little bit, then I get a little bit. Awesome. I think we can all relate. Uh, Robert can relate. I can relate. You know, you just work like a jackass and you get paid per hour. So that's not good enough or salary even. So um, tell us a little bit uh, more about your first life insurance sale. Uh, my first sale was actually like a really good, I feel like new agent first sale because like the first, not the first person that I talked to, but like the first person that I set an appointment with, like genuinely wanted to get insurance. And I got to use information that I had learned in the boot camp because she had diabetes. And I was like, Oh, I just learned that foresters helps cover diabetics. And I mean, we managed to get her place there and, you know, she was genuinely happy. And that was a good, I feel like introduction into you know, somebody who needed it and you got to help them out. Awesome. Wow. Well, way to take it from class to the field. Um, so why do you like virtual sales? Why do you enjoy the virtual sale process? Um, I don't know. I think the ability to move on quickly in virtual sales is a really good benefit. So like, you know, you can get a hold of somebody and they're not the one or they're not interested and you can move right on and find somebody who is, um, as opposed to, I imagine, driving around and having somebody not be there or not answer the door would be super frustrating, whereas I can just hang up and dial a new number and, you know, hopefully reach somebody who's looking. Hmm. Yep, I agree. Um, uh, what does your typical schedule look like um, uh, on the daily? 
I don't know. Like I wake up probably like seven 45. I'm not, I'm not an early bird at all. So like I wake up at seven 45 and I probably start dialing at like eight Oh eight Oh five. And I'll dial until about 10. And I try not to set appointments from eight until 10. And then I'll start scheduling appointments from 10 and after, and I'll leave my noon open for our training and stuff like that. Um, and then if I don't have appointments, I'm just dialing anyway. Um, I'll take like a quick lunch and start dialing again at two to four. And I tried again, not set appointments during that time. Cause that's seems to be the best time to get people to actually answer the phone and set appointments. Um, and then I'll usually dial till about like six thirty, seven thirty, something like that. Just depends on the day and how many appointments I have run. And then I set up. So that way, like at the end of the day, I'll set up for the next day. So that way I don't have to go crazy in the morning. Sure. And do you have like an average appointment goal in the day or average dials in the day that you try to aim for? Uh, I try to hit at least 200 dials in a day if I can. Um, if I can set four or five appointments a day, that would be good for me. Um, like, cause I work three days a week. I'm part-time this part-time my other job. So, but you know, if I can run 15 appointments a week, that's a, it's a good week for me. Awesome. And how do you avoid no shows? Um, well, you're going to have no shows no matter what, but I think that sticking to the script is a good thing. So like I usually will run through the script verbally out loud to myself before I start dialing in the morning. Um, just so it's kind of fresh in my head. And then I usually, I will say you a lot, like, you know, help you get the coverage you were looking for that you were looking for. Like, you know, why was it you were looking for coverage? Like try to bring back that reasoning why they were looking so hopefully that way they'll you know have a little bit of that link in when they're like okay maybe i should make this appointment so that i can you know get this taken care of for myself well we can say thanks to rookie roundtable for that one you know the three most important questions um, that you want to have you ask your clients and if you don't know those you can ask me afterwards um so successful people are focused on being productive early in the morning. So what is your morning routine, uh, Chris? Um, like I said, I do a lot of my prep at night um, before I kind of wake up, but I will get up and I'll, like I said, I'll verbally run over my scripts. I'll make sure I have, you know, like all of my tabs are opened and refreshed on my browser before I start dialing anyone. Um, you know, I get my list all organized so that way I know who I'm dialing and then I kind of just plug through it and try to, you know, I get a little bit of music played in the background as quiet as possible and just go to it. All righty. And how has failure set you up for a later success or do you have a favorite failure story? I don't know about a favorite failure, but like I would say like disappointment and, you know, turning that around into something good. Like I very much enjoyed my, um, like I ran a uh, banquet department for a long time and I very much enjoyed that and COVID kind of flipped that on its heel. But I mean, you know, now here I am and it's a better life now than I was before because I'm not working, you know, 20 hour shifts. So. <laughs> oh yeah. The PTSD of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could have like a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, uh, what would you say and why? Ah, uh, I don't know. Probably it's all up to you as in like the individual. Like there's so many people that blame other people for their problems and their lack of success. You know, if more people just got a message that they seen like, hey, maybe it's just me and my willingness to change this. That's the problem. And I hope that would, you know, ultimately make for a better place in the world. Hey, it's all about you. You got to put in the work. 
Wonderful. And um, the last but not the least, what advice would you give a brand new life insurance agent? Um, you know, don't don't measure your success on appointments. Like, you know, Lee and Rookie Roundtable always used to say, you know, it's it's about the job, not the results. So like, you know, dial, make sure you're dialing because if you don't dial, you're not going to have any re appointments that you're not going to reach out to anybody. And then, you know, very much use the resources at hand. Like this is a really good company for resources. You know, you answer the phone anytime I need you to. You know, if I needed to reach out to Robert for a CRM problem, he's usually on it right away. Like that's pretty much unheard of, I feel like, in most companies, let alone insurance. So, um, you know, stick to your script, reach out to your upline and dial would be probably the three biggest things. Oh, wow. Thank you, Chris, so much uh, for taking the time to, to interview with us this morning. And I thank um, Robert. I thank Dick Sylvester. Everybody here is a copycat. Um, I'm a piece of Dick, I'm a piece of Robert, I'm a piece of Lee, of Marsha, of Kerry, um, Coach K, everybody here, I'm a piece of them. So, you know, just absorb as much as you can, reach out to anybody anytime you need help. We are always there to provide that help to you. And thank you, Robert, for the time. You guys, and now, uh, Chris, you're going to face the friendly fire here. So we're going to open this up for, for questions. And uh, let's see what people are going to ask. So uh, just to warm you up, let me ask you a question. Let's talk about the monetary opportunity of this business. So tell us what you saw about it and the way how you're viewing this business and why is that a promotion so important? Um, I mean, with the amount of time that I've put in here, if you broke it down to an hourly wage, um, you know, because math is math. Like it still equals out to more than I made when I was making a hundred thousand managing a banquet department, you know, and I'm not on any skyrocket record right now. Um, and that, and that's just the ability to like, you know, you can pick your hours, you can pick when you work. It helps you be a little bit more focused. I think on the time that you do set aside to work. Um, and you know, that return is there, whether you see it or not, like it might not be right away, but if you look at it long-term, there is a return on the investment, as long as you're investing effort, as long as you're with your money in leads. Great answer. So Mr. Crawford, you raise your hand. Go ahead, sir. Hey, yeah. Good morning. Uh, thanks Chris for the information. It's always uh, good to get perspectives from successful agents. Um, so I've got two questions. Um, number one, what's your primary uh, lead source? Is it bonus leads that you're typically calling and working on or, or something else? Um, yeah, I get about 100, about 100 bonus leads every week. Because again, I only work Monday through um, Wednesday and then I can only do Thursday and Friday mornings because I work like pretty much 35 hours another job managing. So that okay. if, I, if I was doing the whole week, I would probably bump it to about 150. Um, maybe 200, but I think a hundred bonus leads for three days is a good amount. Like I can reach all of them in that amount of time. And I can usually get a triple dial in twice in amount, that amount of time. Well, and that kind of leads into my second question then. So when you're doing two, 250 dials a day, um, how many unique customers would you say that relates to? Is it, is it the hundred? And you're getting them, you know, two and three dials uh, uh, every day, or is it something different? 
So it's the hundred and then I will roll back a little bit if I start, like if I exhaust my list, cause I don't want to like go crazy and blow somebody up in the morning, six, seven right. times I'll do, you know, I'll do an initial dial through my list on Monday morning. And I can usually, depending on how aggressive, you know, people are in wanting to run appointments right on the call. Um, I can usually burn through my hundred dials by 11 o'clock yep. um, or by 12 o'clock. I mean, and then I'll go to my noon meeting and then I'll try to dial them again at the PM. And then the next day, so Tuesday is when I would start triple dialing and I would start in the morning with those people that I called in the PM. Like I kind of flip it and I'll start triple dialing backwards down my list just in case the people were working in the morning or night. And um, I would say like I reach like probably for every hundred dials, I would say I probably speak to maybe 15 people or get a hold of maybe 15 people might be less depends. Like lately I've been getting screened a lot, but um, you know, somewhere around 10 to 15 people in that time. Very good. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. Mr. Brooks. Go ahead. Uh, Chris, I guess if you could narrow it down, what is, is there a favorite part of what we do for you? Like, is there one thing in particular that you really enjoy about what we do? Is it weird to say talking? Like, I don't know. I'm a, <laughs> I'm very much, a, a, I like to have conversations, um, you know, as long as I can stay on subject and not get too squirrely. Like I, I enjoy having conversations with people, even if it's about, you know, the insurance aspect of things and helping them out. But like, you know, I enjoy having conversations and speaking with people. So the fact that I get to help people out at the same time, I guess is a benefit. Love it. Cool. Thanks, man. Sylvester, go ahead. Um, Chris, you seem to be very um, disciplined. Is this a trait that you came with, or is this something that you've learned through the rookie roundtable and seeing other people do this? Because that's a very important part of what we do, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. How did you get to that point? Uh, it was beat into me as a child. No, <laughs> My, uh, yeah, like I started working when I was real young. Like I wanted... Uh, PlayStation when I was 11 and my dad was like, yeah, sure. We'll take you to go get one on the weekend, but we're going to have some running around to do in the morning. So he woke me up at six in the morning on Saturday. He was like, ah, just wear messy clothes. We got a project. He drove me up the road and dropped me off at the farm. He goes, yeah, by next week, you'll have a PlayStation. So, you know, I got to learn at a real young age that if you put in effort, you can at least get the things you want. But I did see like, you know, everybody else here, like same with Lee leaving the, um, rookie round table is very much, you know, put in the dials and don't measure your job by anything else other than, you know, Hey, I did 200 dials today. If I do 200 dials tomorrow and I do 200 dials the next day, it's going to work out. So, so Chris, you know, man, I, I just want to kind of give you a shout out because you know, I, I remember when you first started with us and you were just this green guy coming to us. And, um, but this, this personality that everybody's getting an opportunity to see, right. That that's an effervescent part of Chris Chris but um Vader, right? But listen, I'm just so excited to see the success that you're having because you've been a great student. Um, every time we needed volunteer to role play, you were there, you were locked in tight, you were studious, and the results are what they are. And 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 all I tell people all the time, right? It doesn't, it's not hard to be successful here. You just have to make sure you do the little things. And that's what Chris did. He showed up. And if you show up 
and you 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 take notes and you practice and you actually apply what's being taught, success is imminent. The problem is so many people don't do that, Chris, but you've done it. And I've watched you just get better and better and better and better. And now your confidence is just all there. So, you know, the, the kids' wheels are completely off at this point, 2025 or 2024. I didn't jump all the way to 2025. <laughs> 2024 is going to be an amazing year for you, man. And I'm I'm excited. Uh, but, but tell me this before I go. I want to beat a dead horse right now. If you had to give top three, top three things that it takes to be successful for a new agent? Um, I would say top three. I would definitely dialing. Um, definitely reaching out to your upline. And I think, you know, what Dick said is the discipline part because this is a whole mm. different animal. Like you don't have somebody standing over your shoulder telling you that, hey, you've got until four o'clock to get these things done. Um, or, you know, this is what's on your agenda for today. Make sure it's completed. You're the person doing that. So if you don't have that discipline, it's, it's probably not for you. Um, because you have to very much be able to tell yourself like, all right, I got to get up. I got to start dialing at eight. I'm going to dial from eight until 10. I want to reach as many people like setting those small goals and accomplishing them on your own is a different level of discipline that I think you need to have to get into this field. And then just making the dials. And when you're getting a hold of people, reaching out to your upline. My man, I appreciate that, Chris. Great words. That's, and, and I hope all the new ages are paying attention. I want you guys to know that it's possible. All right. As you go into the end of this year and we're setting New Year's resolutions to be a better you, whatever that's going to mean to you. I want you to know that you're in the right place at the right time, perhaps at the first for the first time in your life. Um, let's be like Nike and let's just do it. Thank you, Chris, man. And I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, Chris, Bridget, everybody who asked questions. This was great. And uh, we're going to try to do these a little bit more. So I think Dick Sylvester has a new guest we're going to be doing on Monday morning, another person who got promoted. So uh, Dick, before you get a preview, we also have another big promotion on Mariana's team, which is Radka Meter, also fellow Eastern European. So we'll see if we can get her on on. Uh, on the podcast soon. But Dick, give us a preview of what's coming up on Monday. Well, we've got an agent that uh, pretty much followed a path much like what Chris did. Very disciplined, very dedicated, uh, saw the opportunity. And we're going to ask him when we talk to him on Monday, what specifically, because he had a good job. He was making good money, but what specifically motivated him and excited him about what this opportunity gave? So looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good interview. Everybody will enjoy it. And it'll be an inspiration, but there's a lot of perspiration with that. So watch for the perspiration and enjoy the inspiration.